0: Hello, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, all the ships at sea, lovers, muggers, and thieves. Welcome to the Boston Podcast. My name is Dave. If you like our show, I encourage you to follow us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you find your shows. And by the way, if you'd like your own podcast, we can produce one for you right here in our Westwood, Massachusetts studios or anywhere around the globe, virtually and remotely. We'll ship you out a cool microphone to get you started. Go to pod617.com. You could be the next big podcast star. Speaking of stars, we've got one on the line here in the virtual studio. He has a nonprofit called United Planet. It is Boston-based. It builds community with volunteer programs and all other cool stuff that we're going to hear about. And his name is David Santuli. We welcome him to the virtual studio.
1: Thank you so much, David. (laughs)
0: Great
1: to be here with
0: you. Thanks for joining us. Are you a Boston guy originally? Originally, no. I'm from Maryland originally, and
1: came to uh boston through tokyo where i lived for about nine years wow uh, but my wife was living here in boston and had a bit of a long distance relationship that's long uh, across the world (laughs) and ended up moving here quite a while ago what
0: took Um, you to what took you to tokyo both
1: of my two children are born and bred uh, bostonians
0: good we we need every last bostonian we can get what what took you to tokyo
1: Yeah, originally I I was traveling. I had been working in the U.S. and uh, really had a desire to go out and travel and ended up uh, buying this around the world ticket and traveling with a backpack and tent, uh, believe it or not, for about a year and met this Japanese friend in the Cook Islands in, in the South Pacific. And my friend invited me to have a short homestay in Japan about two weeks or so, and that two weeks ended up turning into about nine years and ended up starting a business in, in Tokyo, wow. which was involved in international trade. So that's what I was involved in over in Japan, but totally loved the experience and was able to learn the language and really immerse in with the culture.
0: Wow. what what What's your favorite thing about their culture that maybe we don't have over here?
1: I, I love the degree of, of empathy, the listening that, that they have, just the kind of, I, I love the individ, individualistic side of, of our culture that we're independent, creative, but I also love some of the community-based kind of culture that they have too. Mm-hmm. It's nice to have a little bit of a blend, I think.
0: So that's a good segue to what you do now. You You founded... I'm sorry, United Planet. I was going to say Planet United, which wouldn't be so bad. Oh, I was close. Right. Anyway, United Planet, you founded that back in 2001. Do I have that right?
1: That's right. That's right. It's We're celebrating 21 years wow. this November.
0: Most nonprofits it don't makes, last that long, I would venture to say. <laughs> so, yeah, tell us about how it came about, your vision, what you do. Thank you so much. Yeah, it, well, it's
1: been a, a team effort. I, I don't know. Realize folks can't see the the logo, but it's a logo with a lot of different hands coming together of different colors. And I think that the vision and the mission is really in the name itself, which is the the beautiful thing about the organization United Planet. We're trying to bring people together, build closer community across our borders locally and across the world. Really trying to build respect and understanding and partnership among people, collaboration. We do that through a diverse range of exciting programs to give everybody a chance to have a cross-cultural experience, have a global experience, build partnership, build understanding across the world.
0: So this is cool because if you go to the website, and it is unitedplanet.org, you can kind of choose your adventure as to what you'd like to do. Oh, by the way, Paula, I'm such a terrible co-host. I forgot to introduce my co-host Paula Constance and, and my uh, colleague. So let's do that now. Hey, how are you, Paula?
2: Hey, great. Happy to be here. Because, listening in.
0: Well, listening is good as David just pointed out recently, but just to be a nice colleague, I'll let you ask the next question. Do you have a question for David?
2: Yeah, I actually do have a question. Okay. I love that logo that you described with all of the different hands and it's kind of in a circle, which kind of, Reminds me of the planet, which I'm sure is what you the idea was. Can you tell us a little bit more about one of your most exciting projects that really demonstrates what you're all about?
1: It might be hard to stop it. Just we well, we we do have our international volunteer programs across the world. So people can go from a week to a year to over 40 different countries. And I was just in Moldova some months ago setting up our program we're working with ukrainian refugees coming into moldova and moldovas receive more refugees per capita than any of the other neighboring countries so definitely our our international programs but i would be remiss if i didn't talk about another very special program that we have that we did this summer working with students from over 25 u.s states and virtually all the different provinces of Iraq, bringing students together to work on climate change projects and its impact on human health. We believe it to be the most expansive collaboration of youth between the two countries, and it was supported by the U.S. Embassy in Baghdad. We're so grateful to all the students who participated. It was this really fun program where we had university students from both countries acting as team captains And then we had the team members made up of high school students from both countries. All all together, we had 32 teams of 10 students each working on climate change and coming together across both countries. It was really just this amazing experience. Very rare to be able to work together across so many borders. But now with technology, it's something that's possible. It's never been possible even five, 10 years ago. It was a very special program.
0: You mentioned that you have different volunteer opportunities depending upon what you want your level of commitment to be. And on the website, I'm looking. You can you can try a short term abroad program for just for one to twelve weeks, midterm for four to sixteen weeks, or long term, six months and more. It looks like for students doing, yeah. doing a gap year in between high school and college. Or so. You've mentioned a couple already, but it it sounds like you mentioned multiple, multiple countries. If sure. I, let's say I wanted to, I'm not volunteering yet, David, although I'm getting close. I'm, I'm, I'm getting waiting. Close. I'm, <laughs> I'll let you but know where work. the
1: enrollment form
0: is. Okay. In a, in, in, a, in a hypothetical world, if I if I went to you and said, you know what? I, I've got some time on my hands. I want to go for, yeah, maybe 12 weeks. I want to do something good. Would I have like a laundry list of things to choose from? Or would you say you just tell me where I'm deployed to, which is probably the wrong word, but tell me about that.
1: Great question. So what we try to do is, is we work very closely with each and every volunteer. We have a tremendous team and try to understand each person's interests, their skills, what their goals are for the program. And then we work with them to introduce different countries, different projects. And we have country coordinators in our different countries across the world, and some of them we've been working with for over 15 years. So we have these pretty extended relationships we've been working with in communities for quite some time. So we try to match the volunteers with different projects. And then all of the short-term projects also have cultural activities. They have language lessons. There are opportunities to do excursions in various countries. As you get into the midterm and long term, that's also a a wonderful way to truly immerse and for a longer period of time. and, And that can be really enriching. And the six month and one year program actually started after World War II. So it's over 70 years old. And after the war, the State Department helped sponsor this program because they thought it was a real practical way of bringing people together, repairing some of those relationships that had really been damaged and during the war and, and build goodwill across countries. So we're running that program as well in, in, in the United States.
0: Is, was there a moment in the journey of your of your organization where you said, wow, look at me. I'm here. I am at some spot. I never thought I would be in. And like, this is why I got into this. Give us a one or more examples if you'd like.
1: There there's so many, Right, I, I think of visiting. I lived, I, I visited in or lived in Japan for quite a long time, but our program in Japan is in the smaller city in the center of the country. And it's, I look at it as the real Japan, a really authentic place. And I was just on the, the subway or the little train going in and happened to look at a map. The next thing, three or four people were coming up and saying, do you need help? How can I help you? But I remember one of our projects is working on a tea plantation, green tea plantation. And they had what they call kaki gori, which is a shaved ice. Okay. With all these different flavors. And I guess the first thing I thought about was an experience related to food. So amazing to be there sitting with the people. Some of the best experiences are sharing a meal. I remember being in Kathmandu and sharing a meal with some of our volunteers and our country coordinator in this beautiful, bizarre, going out the Wadi Ram in Jordan. Mm-hmm out in the desert, being in Moldova in, in one of the places that works with the refugees and being there as they're trying to serve food to the refugees, I I guess by far the best experiences have been in the projects that we support with the people who are supported by our, our various partners and host organizations. That's, that's really what it's all about. So
0: like with Moldova,
1: it would be hard to, there they're just so many
0: No, you did you did well. You painted quite a picture there of all these places that I've never been and will probably never get to and I'm jealous. But but it seems like you it's almost like you go you mentioned a lot of places that have kind of been in the news either now or over the years as places that just need help, particularly Moldova now. So is it part of your job is where you sit? to kind of, you're almost like a, a nonprofit Batman. You're looking for where the bat signal might be calling you and where you're needed. Uh, I'm being a little flip, but is, is there an element of that?
1: Well, I think, and we have programs across the world. We also have an opportunity for volunteers from different countries to come to the United States. In fact, we've just had a volunteer come from South Korea. He's volunteering in the United States for a year. And we just went all over Boston showing him around. He loved Boston, by the way. But he's going to be volunteering at this place in Virginia that's kind of a farm that works with people with certain types of mental disabilities. So he's volunteering there for a year. But so there, there are opportunities in many different countries across the world. But yes, we work with our country coordinators and our partners to find projects that are really in need. And particularly now in Moldova, there is a great, with some of the recent bombings, they're seeing a surge in a lot of the volunteers going into Moldova. And they're very short staffed. They, A lot of the organizations have received some donations, but they don't have enough people to work with all the refugees coming in. So that's something that we can bring to the table and help volunteers go to where they're needed most and work with the local organizations. We're fortunate to have a few volunteers that are over there for six months. So they get to make a really long-term difference.
0: How uh, how are you funded? Great question.
1: Well, it's a combination. So we have program fees. So if you're interested in a, go to the Moldova, you would provide a fee which helps cover the lodging and support and all the organizational infrastructure to make this program possible. We also have scholarships. Sometimes we have sponsors to help provide opportunities, but in most cases it's people providing their funding, but because we are a nonprofit, they can fundraise to cover the costs, reach out to their friends, to their family community to try to cover their costs. And many of the costs are also tax deductible because they're going overseas. The volunteers, so they would be able to deduct some of those expenses. So all that helps make it possible. Unfortunately, we're not in the position to actually pay for everyone to go, so they have to contribute to their own costs.
0: Understood. Unitedplanet.org is where you go to find out more about David's organization. I take it you'll you'll take donations as well, right?
1: Absolutely. Okay. <laughs> so, so a lot of our programs are what, what we would like to do is, is make these programs accessible to everyone, regardless of their ability to pay. Right. So there are quite a few people who don't have the opportunity to participate. So we have scholarships to help make those opportunities available for them. And then some of the school, the school projects that we have bringing together schools and classrooms around the world are funded. And that's a very, another program that we have getting students across the world is called Unite All Schools, involved in projects, sharing their cultures, communicating across different countries. So there are different pathways and different programs that we have to build a more united planet, but definitely we we are in need of donations and very grateful for, for sponsors who are helping us with our mission to make this organization possible.
0: So you're in you're you're based in Boston. I take it you're around here now. What do you have a next trip planned?
1: That is a great question.
0: <laughs>
1: I am thinking I'll probably be going to Italy. We have a program there and we're continuing to develop that program bringing volunteers to work with different projects in Italy. So I will most likely need to go there to work on some project development and working with our various partners there. So I'm excited about that uh, upcoming trip.
0: Again, it's unitedplanet.org. Ever since you mentioned it, I can't get the Bob Seeger song out of my head. The, you know that song?
1: Maybe if I heard it, I'm sure I will. I (laughs) love that. I think we need that as our new theme song. I just,
0: I just, I just looked it up. Bob Seger at the time he wrote it had never been to Kathmandu. It was, but he, he felt for the people of Kathmandu and their, struggles and later actually went to Kathmandu and, and met the King. So yes, I, I think that's a possible uh, a theme song. We are going to play a round of good stuff before we depart where David and myself and Paula will all recommend something good for you to maybe to brighten your day before we do that. Let me take just one minute to remind you what we do with the Boston podcast network. It's pod617.com. That's where you go. If you want your own show, we can produce your show out of our Westwood mass studios or remotely anywhere around the globe, Whether you're in Chicago, L.A., Boston, or Kathmandu, we'll produce that show for you. Go to pod617.com to get started. The Boston Podcast Network, in pod we trust. All right, let's play a round of good stuff. Oh,
2: that's the good stuff.
0: Now, David, we're going to let you go first. In fairness, he's had all of 23 and a half minutes to prepare for this. So, But I I understand you do have something to recommend to our audience, David. So what do you got?
1: I do. Well, I've been living in Boston for quite a while now, over 20 years. Mm -hmm. And so this is a plug actually for another nonprofit. Good. I love going to the river, Charles River, love walking around there. and never had a chance. Always see the sailboats out there. Never had a chance to actually indulge, but recently I signed up with community boating and I've started taking some classes, waiting for the wind to, to move to the yellow where the wind is a little higher so I can take my next test, but I've really been enjoying it. They have paddle boarding, they have kayaking, you can get out there on the sailboat, and it's so beautiful with a lot of the fall foliage along the Charles River. Mm-hmm. And you you don't have to become a member. You can actually go out and just rent a paddleboard or kayak and go out there. So I've been enjoying that, and it's great to get outside in the fresh air. So that would be one of my recommendations.
0: That's a great one. And you've still, we've still probably got about uh, 45 minutes before we get the first snow this season. Now we have longer than that, but yeah, community boating. I don't know if that's the outfit I went to before this was years ago, 20 years ago with a coworker, a bunch of people from work. We went over and we took sailing lessons and those little mini catamarans, I guess. Right. And, um, myself and this guy mark were the only two that managed to actually capsize on our first time out wow. but so we, we had a good time we were wet but we had fun but community buddy, that's great great tip and a great reminder to get out there paula what what have what have you got uh, today
2: hey so i can't help it i've been thinking about it this whole time i was listening to um driving around listening to the radio the other day and that song africa came on do you remember that song by toto of course and the words are just so great and it's almost like when you were talking about all these places that you go and people volunteer and these experiences that they have it just kind of um, reminded me of when you're thinking about a place like that that song just kind of takes you there
0: it's a good example paula because i happen to know that the band toto hadn't actually been to africa when they well whoever wrote this song he just dreamed of what africa was like and wrote it it is a beautiful song and since they've been to africa so i guess it's classic rock episode of the boston podcast today i have a new you
1: know playlist for united planet there you really go.
0: inspired there you go. i that's yeah, a good wait. one paul i never get tired of of that song so i will recommend i was i was trying to uh oh paul you have one more question it looks like for uh, david before we before I, before I do mine, sure. go ahead. Yeah, go ahead.
2: I definitely have one more question. Um, I'd like to, for if someone wants to volunteer and experience something good in the world, do something good for the world and get involved with your organization, how do they, what steps do they have to take to volunteer? And if someone's listening and they really would love to sponsor this organization, where do they go? What should they do?
1: Thank you so much. Yeah, I, the best bet would be that come visit our website, unitedplanet.org. We have a contact form, we have a phone number, they can email through there. And we would work very close closely with both potential volunteers and sponsors to work with them and, and get them involved in our, our work and mission. Because at the end of the day, building a more united planet depends on all of us getting involved and building bridges across our community and trying to do what we can to make a positive difference.
0: Very cool. Unitedplanet.org. Go there, find out about how you can volunteer, how you can contribute, how you can get. I will finish with my entry for good stuff. So I think this is actually kind of on point. There's a documentary called Welcome to Wrexham. Now, you may think it's about soccer, but it's also about reaching out across the globe and building community. It's about it's a, I mean, it's documentary, so this is really happening here. These two Hollywood stars, Ryan Reynolds, who you know as Deadpool and whatever other movies he's been in, and Rob McElhenney, who you may know from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, they just had this idea to buy a soccer club in Wales and kind of pull it out of the doldrums where it was. I'm going to play a little bit of the trailer here.
2: I've got with me Ryan Reynolds and Rob McElhenney, the new owners of Wrexham AFC. What was the connection between you and Wrexham Football Club?
1: We had no direct connection. It was just a feeling.
2: What me and my dad thought was, because Wrexham's red, Deadpool's red, then.
1: That's the real reason. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I think the biggest challenge is a community looking around going, what the fuck are these two guys doing here? Welcome to Wrexham. Only
2: fools.
1: Is that the gym? Holy shit. Yes, these will work.
0: Wrexham is a town that battles against odds constantly. But the thing that we love more than anything is the football club. It's an underdog story, and it's about interconnectivity between the club and the community. So it, it may seem like these two Hollywood guys did this for the purpose of putting out this documentary, which you could find uh, the series you could find on Hulu, but it's, it really sucks you in. It becomes, if you're a fan of the show, Ted Lasso, it's almost like a real life Ted Lasso. It's really going on. And at first the, these people in the community of Wrexham, Wales were maybe a little skeptical that these Hollywood guys are coming to oh, know we're going to, we're going to fly in here with our capes and superhero and rescue the the soccer club. But then you kind of get sucked into the story and the team starts getting a little better and then it's not working. And then it is working. And these guys are actually pouring in a, millions of dollars into this club with not necessarily guarantee that they're going to get it back. They probably made a couple of bucks on the documentary, but anyway, welcome to Rexamon on Hulu. Have either of you guys seen that David Paula? No, no,
1: but I, I can't wait. I'm going to take a yep. look.
0: Yes. Um, uh, you should. It's not quite the noble work that you do, David, but it is cool because it is a blue-collar town that needed a lift, and that's kind of what the story's about. All right. So always like to end on, a, on a, uh, a happy note. So once again, unitedplanet.org is where you go. David, I hope you had fun on the show had a lot of fun thank you David Thank you Paula all great right being here sit tight for just one minute while I say goodbye to every if you like this show please follow us on Apple podcasts wherever you find your shows go to pod 617.com if you're interested in us producing a podcast for you and finally on behalf of my colleague Paula and my new best friend David Santuli my name is Dave I'm just a guy from Boston but if you're not from Boston you must be the other guy have a great day everybody I am a father.